the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey, Pastor, doesn't science disprove the Bible? Isn't Genesis just a fairy tale? Is God for real? Did he really create everything in six literal days? Didn't God just use the Big Bang? Why is there death and suffering? really believe the Bible? Didn't man evolve from apes? For answers to these questions and more, stand by for Believing the Bible. Extraordinary dragonfly specimen is about 150 million years old and has remained virtually unchanged since then. They evolved wings in order to find food, to escape from predators, and to travel to new territories in search of a mate. How does he know how long ago all that happened or that they evolved wings? You turn that back on. He's British. He's gotta be smart. Now, let us turn to the next chapter in our evolutionary story of flying insects, which occurred about 20 million years after dragonflies. A new kind of flying insect appeared. The Atlas beetle is one of the biggest insects in the world. Since it is a hefty, powerful creature, it's burrowing and munching around could injure delicate flying wings. Therefore, evolution hardened the front pair of wings to form a pair of protective covers, and the delicate flight pair of wings are stowed away in safety underneath. Wait a minute. How does he know that evolution did that? Will you shut it? I'm trying to get educated here. Around 57 million years ago, came another key development in the history of flight. A new type of insect appeared with two pairs of wings. Butterflies. How are these flying advertisements created, you might ask? The secret lies in the microscopic structure of the wing surface. The overlapping scales, lined up like tiles on a roof, have evolved from bristles that were once tiny sensors. Some contain tiny packages of pigment that give the wings color. Others have a complex structure which splits light, so that when viewed from a particular angle, it reflects a brilliant iridescence. Hey, he really didn't tell us how butterflies evolved. He just gave a description of the wings. So, maybe that's how them critters did it. I mean, this is science, and scientists never lie. Welcome to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane with Dr. Carl Williams and our producer Ed Salzadel, all directors at the San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association. We are here to reassure you you can believe the Bible from the very first verse. Carl, thank you for that excerpt right there. Did I hear that that came from a David Attenborough text? It was stolen from, yes, one of his <laughs> texts of uh, 
the descriptions were taken word for word uh-huh. from his texts on the dragonfly, yeah. part of his flight episodes that he's got on PBS. So yes, those were word for word things from David Attenborough. And I would assume that that has been shown on PBS and, and other things. Over the past decade or more. Yeah. One of the things that is certainly not on even footing is the amount of time on Nova, PBS, etc., that you see these type of admittedly well-done documentaries and programs that try to show evolution everywhere. And yet the very main question was asked right there, is this really proof of evolution or are they just describing what's there? Well, that's exactly the point. When the documentaries look closely at the wings of the butterfly and what you can't see, obviously, on radio is a dramatic look at the microscopic evaluation of the butterfly's wings, looking at the scales on some of them, and others use the iridescence to reflect light. Those things are science. That's observation that can be repeatedly tested on various uh, creatures. But when they just toss out millions of years ago, this changed. That changed, and it went from bristles to scales. There's absolutely no scientific evidence for that. There's no fossil record. There's no intermediate forms that have the in-between the bristle to the scales. So none of those comments are scientific. He switches immediately or instantly from observational science to pure speculation without taking another breath. Ed, when you were listening to that skit, what were your thoughts? I got to thinking about, one, what Carl was talking about, that there are no intermediate type of species. And I've seen some other particular shows, and I've seen some where where the beauty is in the development of the wings, but it's a matter of that stuff just doesn't happen all by itself and no evolution. And I'm thinking, is this guy out to lunch, you know, as far as like trying to find some of this stuff? You know, did it really happen this way? All the evidence that I've seen, I can't go along with them, to say the least, to be really nice about it. When we talk about millions, in this case, 150 million years on the dragonfly, where did that time frame come from? How do they estimate that? And it all comes down to rock layers. And looking at rock layers sequentially, is estimated that they sequentially were laid down over millions of years each, and that the fossils found in one layer represents a time frame, but a very locked-in time frame. And they don't tolerate any kind of variance when examining these fossils to say that they could be any younger than that because it came from this specific rock layer. So that's the reference rock layers. The reference rock layers, which, by the way, they reference by looking at the fossils they find on the rock layers. Right. So, and then when they used radiometric dating to try to estimate the age of the rocks, there's always a great disparity in the ages by the same laboratory, looking at just uh, portions of the rocks from slightly different portions of the same rock will give very different... Disparate? Disparate, disparate, yes, that too. (laughs) Estimations of the age of that rock. So how can they possibly say that this is settled science? Especially when known rocks, rocks that were formed before your eyes, like such as the ones at Mount St. Helens in the 1980s, when those are tested and found to be hundreds of thousands to millions of years old, yet they're only, at the time of being dated, 10 years old, how can that possibly be settled science? How can they be used on an arguably settled, definite date given to something when it's absolutely not definite? I will take that from a different point, but first, you are listening to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane with Dr. Carl Williams and Ed Salzadel. If you would like to learn more, go to sabsa.org. That is S-A-B-B-S-A dot org.
We're talking today about a kind of critique of uh, NOVA and PBS programs by David Attenborough. And what they were really doing was taking in the beauty of the creation, not saying how it was created, but just to, with the assumption of evolution. One interesting point you were talking about with that they date things via the fossils, a type of circular reasoning and not going into or utilizing radiometrics because it simply doesn't give those dates. When you do find a dragonfly in supposed strata that was 150 million years old, and we take a look at that dragonfly, what does it look like? It looks like a modern dragonfly. <laughs> what evolution is supposed to be doing, it's change over time. We're supposed to have this change as things adapt to their environments, not stasis. And yet, when we look at a dragonfly that's supposedly 150 million years old, we look at a shrimp fossil that's supposedly over 200 million years old. We look at the coelacanth and so many other types of things that we found. When we compare them to what we see today, they're stasis. That is not support for the evolutionary theory. It's support that once the created kinds were put here by God, they have adapted to environment. They have varied, but they've only varied within the kind. And a shrimp is still a shrimp. A dragonfly is still a dragonfly. And a fish is still a fish. Science is telling us it happened 150, 200 million years ago and all this other kind of stuff. According to the Bible, on what days were these things made? Well, the flyers would have been on day five. Right. So butterflies, the dragonflies and such, and even the shrimp and fish mm -hmm. would all been produced or developed by God, made out of nothing, spoken into existence, whatever terms you want to use. They came because God spoke them, and they reproduced after their kinds to remain shrimp, to remain fish, to remain dragonflies. There's variation. There's dragonflies that were bigger. There are fossil dragonflies that are up to a foot long, and that is not explained as yet, but it's not evolution. That's simply differences or variation within the kind. And the animal forms would have been formed on day six, the land animal forms. Is there anything in that excerpt that we played that mitigates against the biblical creationist view as opposed to the evolutionary view? Well, scientifically speaking, there was no scientific reference to validate the time frames that they spoke. There was no scientific evidence that documented the transition from one form of dragonfly to another form of dragonfly. Even that would have been helpful for their case. But they didn't show that at all. Because he said that the dragonflies look about the same as they did 150 million years ago. Right. So that actually was kind of evidence against his saying it shows evolution. Yeah. Again, what we have here is really kind of a testimony to the beauty of the creation and not how it came. And really, that should be a testament to God. Sadly, what we see in too many programs is testaments to chance, testaments to Mother Nature, testaments to evolution as some type of beauty when what it does is preach death. And the truth of the matter is, what we are seeing when we look at all of creation is God's grand designs, designs that could not have occurred by chance are impossible by the laws of chemistry, physics, and biology to have happened anywhere without intelligence, intelligent design being put into them. And we need to remember that. We recommend that you check out Terry Reed's book on his website at Why Should You Believe? You can get access to a whole range of Dr. Carl Williams' books on Christian historical fiction on Amazon.com. And we also recommend Scott Lane's new book, What If God Wrote the Bible? which is available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and everywhere else.
Information for creation events in our area are on our website's calendar page. For more information or to schedule a presentation, go to sabsa.org or call 210-599-7240. When you go to our website, you can click on a link to our newsletter. Our website has a link for contact information on which you can order our newsletter to be emailed to you or you can call us. Also go to whyshouldyoubelieve.com. That is Terry's website containing articles looking at current day issues from a biblical perspective. SABSA meets the second Tuesday of each month at 7 p.m. We are now meeting at Faith Lutheran Church just south of the corner of Jones-Maltzberger in Thousand Oaks. There you will find biblical apologetics and creation science teaching found nowhere else in Bear County, as well as the availability of books and videos on these important subjects. If you missed any part of this show, you can listen to the show anytime by going to the AM630 KSLR, the Word in South Texas website. Click on KSLR Podcast, scroll down until you find Believing the Bible. Please join us again next Saturday for Believing the Bible. I'm Scott Lane. And for Terry Reed, Dr. Carl Williams, and Ed Salzwell, thanks for listening. And we hope you found today a reason to believe the Bible. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.